Hello, my name's Ian Austin, and this is Friday Night Fright. Um, the original plan was to do a commentary on Paranormal Activity 4, but unfortunately only 14 minutes of a 85-minute commentary are audible. So I'm going to have to do something slightly different, um, and which by slightly different I mean I am going to be doing a, um, for lack of a better word, destruction job on Paranormal Activity 4 using the five cinematic um, uh, key concepts, or as I call them, the cinematic five stages of grief. So yeah, that's going to be slightly different, but the wheel never stops turning on this podcast, so the first of those um, five cinematic stages of grief is going to come up in second, and I won't say in advance, I'm sorry if you like Paranormal Activity 4. I understand, I like terrible movies too, but... <laughs> Something like a variety going to destroy the movie now. So I will be back in just a few seconds to destroy the movie. Number one, the plot. <laughs> or in this case, what plot? Because I'm sure you guys know by now these movies and not about the plot. Paranormal at 51. There's a ghost that may or may not be a demon. And it's terrorising the house. And there's no progression. Don't know what demon wants. Because we're trying to create sense that this is based in reality. Despite the fact that demons are not part of reality. That's fine. Blair Witch did similar thing. Except Blair Witch had progression. Paranormal Activity 1, no progression. Paranormal Activity 2 goes back in time, tries to set up the idea of a loose plot because the demon wants the son of Christie and whatever the name of the father is. Except, then you find out that the plot is so convoluted because it's a prequel to the first movie and then ends a sequel to the first movie. Paranormal Activity 3 goes back in time to 1988 to add even more convoluted plot to proceedings. Um, and by convoluted plot, I mean convoluted bat story. But at the same time, despite all of this, not a lot happens in movies the last 10 minutes. Paranormal Activity 4 is the same way, except not a lot happens in the last 10 minutes. Hmm. The problem with these movies, and the first two try keeping up pretense that these were documentaries being made in a universe where these characters actually existed, and they did a poor job of that because that just makes you think, who would release this? Because this isn't a documentary so much as actual general footage of a murder or murders. It would never be released in cinema. Ever under any circumstance, so internal logic is destroyed there. But the fundamental problem is the fact that this movie's plot, for lack of a better word, is non existent. It's clear that they're working off some sort of loose treatment, maybe a couple of pages, if that, and the rest is improvised. Unfortunately, that does not make for a very interesting movie. I'm sure some of you will be thinking, Ian, how can you say that Blair Witch had even less of plot and to that I would say in theory you're correct but what Blair Witch has is an atmosphere and progression. The characters that start Blair Witch are not the characters at the end Blair Witch which 
is going to lead to point number two, which come coming up in a few minutes. But progression is important for a movie. You have to feel like stuff is happening and you're leading towards somewhere. Paranormal Activity 4 does not lead anywhere. It could have ended that way after the first two minutes of movie. It feels like a freewheeling, the equivalent of a cinematic freewheeling jazz solo or the equivalent of any solo where you cheer, where people cheer because someone can play drums continuously for 10 minutes. Applaud them, they say this is amazing, this is wonderful, but I don't care for it because I like to have a story being told. If a song is sung, there's a story. The drums, the bass, the guitar, the singer, it all meant to flow together. If it's just the singer singing random shit for 10 minutes, yes, on one hand, impressive, very good, very good. On the other hand, it doesn't have any emotional resonance to me, the viewer. Paranormal Activity 4 is a fine example of that. This movie has no resonance. It's just a bunch of things happening. And by a bunch of things happening, I mean it's a very loose bunch of things happening. And by a loose bunch of things happening, I mean I can point to one specific example movie where it all falls apart. And I'll explain that right now. The idea behind Paranormal Activity 4 is that we are meant to be watching the slow progression of slow destruction of a family. That's an idea in theory, but not in actuality, because as I'll point out in a second, it has fundamental flaw, which is the scene order is not in right order. There's a scene later on in the movie where Alex, our ostensibly our lead character, although I'll get how that doesn't work in one of the segments coming up, she's our lead character. There's a scene where she is given sleeping tablets by her mother and Alex passes out. Now, this is not a problem in theory. It's You can have a scene like that as long as you've built up to it. But the fundamental flaw behind Paranormal Activity 4 is they not only don't build up to that scene, they put that scene too early in the movie. Because after that, after that sequence, is a scene where Alex almost dies because she suffocates, she runs through the garage because she's garage door open and then garage door shuts, the door to the house shuts, car turns on and place comes flooded with gas. After that she's hysterical both her parents on the edge of full-blown hysteria. Now logically in a movie the next thing after that would be her sleep and parents arguing because mother gave Alex sleeping tablets. But that scene's already happened, despite that there's no setup for why it's happening. Because prior to that point, she's shown no signs of hysteria or anger or anything. And that's the fundamental problem for this movie. When it finally does latch on something it can use as part of the plot and progression, it uses it too early instead of, too le instead of at the right time. And that's one of the biggest issues I have with the movie and with franchise, the fact that it's clearly a freewheeling improvised movie so the only way it fits it is in the editing process because there's no set story they know how it starts they know how it ends but second act the complete second act it's just a bunch of shit happening no context no progression no logic so the plot is not there there's no plot stuff happens but no progression. So if you're making a movie which has no progression 
and it's a horror movie, you're failing immediately. Because a horror movie is meant to be the equivalent of a theme park ride, where you'll get peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. Paranormal Activity 4 is a consistent lying, and consistent lying essentially means that there's no excitement. It's just consistent all the way through. Starts online, ends at the same point on slight, maybe slightly above line, maybe slightly above line at the end because stuff starts happening, but it's a just a bunch of noise. So we've concluded that the plot does make any sense, and also there isn't plot. Does make any sense? Isn't plot? It's just a bunch of shit happening, and a bunch of shit happening does not an interesting horror movie make. Number two, acting. Now this is going to be quite a complex one to get into because it's hard to criticise the actors per se because they have nothing to work with. You're asking people to improvise. Improvisation, of course, on its own merits is not a bad thing. You will watch movies. I, I give an example of a movie I think has quite good improvisation. This is the end. I, I think which is the Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg movie about the end, the way of the apocalypse. And it's quite an entertaining movie. I quite enjoy it. I think the improvisation works. But reason the improvisation works is because they're playing against the genre that they're in. This is the end is essentially a post-apocalyptic movie, a uh, rapture movie, for lack of a better term starring actors who are playing against the genre so it's funny because they know the genre but they're intentionally going against it the improvisation is adding jokes and context to an already established plot the plot is nothing special the plot is very bare bones but established and solid solid structure so jokes are working against the structure but also with the structure the problem when you make a movie like Paranormal Activity 4 or any sort of Paranormal Activity movie is that they don't have the solid structure. As I said in the earlier part, it's very freewheeling. It's very improvised, it's to an extent organic, but not in a good way. They are fumbling their way through a movie hoping they can salvage it in the edit suite. Indeed, a movie like this, you can completely believe, has four or five different versions out there. And on one hand, that's cool because it gives you choice in the editing room. On the other hand, it's bad because it gives you too much choice in the editing room. Because when you're editing a movie, you should not be making a movie. A movie's been made. When you write a movie, you're, make, you're writing it. You're providing structure. When you make a movie... You're adding context to the structure, and when you're editing movie, you're creating the best possible version of the movie that exists. But it has to already exist. Throwing someone, as far as I believe it to be, five possible different movies and saying to them, combine all of this, jam, make an eight, five minute version of this. That doesn't work. Because they need an idea of what they're trying to make. And essentially, Paranormal Activity 4 boils down to a bunch of scenes happen. And then it ends. 
and inherently that struggles that creates a struggle even for the actors because the actors clearly in this are trying their hardest to make individual scenes work and that's admirable but they don't know where the character's going or where the character's been because there's no cont real continuity between scenes for the actors actors are notorious for looking at scripts and thinking I'm focusing on my character part that's all that's important but here there are no character parts there are no character arts so the actors are struggling against that because you're asking actors to improvise and not in a Blair Witch way Blair Witch I, I happily admit and acknowledge and I'm not even a huge fan of Blair Witch is mostly improvised but it's simple improvisation it's not to demean and the actors in that movie because they do an amazing job but you're asking three people two guys and a woman to go into woods and improvise reactions to weird shit going on around them you're simplifying it so that you're allowing for complex reasonably complex characterization but with paranormal activity 4 they're not doing that they're not simplifying it because these actors have variety of weird shit that they're meant to be reacting to and a crazy universe which doesn't make any sense and three other things worth of continuity to react to four if you count Tokyo Nights which I don't yet and you're asking them to pull this off you're essentially asking them to write and direct as they're making scenes the actors and that's asking a lot of trained actors but your two main actors in this movie are a 14 year old and an 11 year old and you're asking them to carry not only dramatic weight of a movie there isn't any dramatic weight but you're asking them to carry it anyway not only asking them to carry dramatic weight for the movie you're asking them to create dramatic weight for the movie and they can't do it and that's not their fault I'm not blaming the two main actors of this movie because that'd be her amazing task for any actor you know let alone two who aren't that experienced who are having make up the shortcomings of director and writer so they there's the acting problem in nutshell but the other issue is that the two parents who could have had an interesting dynamic again get nothing to work with and actors have to have something to work with they can't magically fix the movie while the movie's been made but at the same time they're getting too much rope clearly this was the case of the actors being told we have a few bits here we need to put in the movie just make make the rest up and edit that into a movie so we get lots of scenes of stuff that doesn't really make any sense in terms of scene to scene acting character stuff but hey doesn't matter fuck it it's paranormal activity for who gives a shit if it makes any goddamn sense or if there's any acting continuity am i right number three directing <laughs> i don't even know what to say about directing to be honest i think the problem really with these movies is they don't feel directed by anyone they, they they feel produced 
they feel like Blumhouse essentially wants a paranormal activity movie. That's what they want. They don't want a director. They want an overseer. They want someone to shoot it like the other movies, to have the feel of the other movies. And I bet if I went back and did a proper analysis, the same rough moments would happen in all four movies in terms of scares and in terms of when things happen, the you know appropriate meters of eventness and all of that. They don't want a direct, they want an overseer. And problem inherently of that is these movies have no personality. They're, they're production line movies, you know, where the actors come up shit, the overseer says cut, and then they move on. They just, they let the actors hang themselves with rope that they give them, the improvisation rope, and then they just shrug it off. These movies really all blur into one. It's one of the comments I criticised Paranormal Activity 3, a.k.a. Paranormal Activity 98 on. It's the fact that it doesn't feel like a 1980s movie. It just feels like a production line Paranormal Activity movie. There's no sense that this was shot in the 80s. Despite the fact that they're using cameras. In-universe, they're using cameras from the 80s. It just looks like all the other movies. And that's the same thing with this one. It just doesn't... Like, for all the criticisms you level against Paranormal Activity, the first one... Oren Pelly, at least that movie created a mini subgenre of sorts. Not a great movie, but it, it was shot that way, half out of necessity, half out of vague artistic, you know, attempt at making something art housey and horror-y. But this uh, this movie just feels like the last two where and especially at this point, they're not even trying to pretend this is found footage anymore really you know what I mean where it's just there's no logic behind it it's just a bunch of shit happening recorded on like cameras these families all managed magically managed to have all these fucking cameras set up everywhere you know it's like they're not even trying to come up with a logic flatting more it's just old oh, cameras are here you know there's there's a connect you know it's a bunch of bullshit and I just, again, horror movies to me, If in terms of directing a horror movie, I've always had belief that there should be at least one moment in that movie where you think this is the director's stamp. And whether it is the director's stamp or not, it should at least feel like there's a moment in the movie. Truth or Dare, terrible movie. Uh, schlock. Funny schlock, but schlock nonetheless. But you remember those awful smiles, those terrible CGI smiles. I don't know whether that's something director came up with, but it's a memorable image from a movie. Paranormal Activity doesn't have that. None of these movies have that. They're just shot in the most visually boring way. The acting is, well, I mean, it might not be it's a combination of things, but the performances aren't inspiring. And direct the, the overseer is meant to get a good performance out of people to tell them what works and what doesn't work. And here it's like none of that happens. The composition is boring. 
the nature of scenes, the, the shots are boring. Like, for example, the scene near the end where Kate murders Ben and snaps his neck is shot in the most dull, monotonous way possible. It's like they wanted it to go, oh, this is realism, realism won't be shot in a fancy way. But when your movie is such, it doesn't look like, it looks like anyone could have made it. There's no sense of identity, there's no sense of purpose, there's no iconic nature, there's no scene that distills the message, there's no directorial intent. It's like they just thought, we'll shoot one take of this and then we'll go to lunch. And that, to me, is one of the main problems of these movies, the fact that there's no sense that these are anything other than product. They're just product. They're the equivalent of, I'm drinking dark Pepsi at the moment. I like dark Pepsi. I think it's a nice drink. But diet Pepsis all taste the fucking same. And that's fine for dark Pepsi. That's what you want with dark Pepsi. But... When you go out somewhere, you want to have a nice drink or a nice meal. If you go to a restaurant, you don't want the meal to taste the same as you make at home. You want to taste different because otherwise, why would you go to a restaurant? When I watch a horror movie, I want to feel like I'm watching something which succeeds on one three levels. One, interesting. Interesting horror movies are great, you know, interesting. And by interesting, I mean something like The Shining or The Witch, where I'm watching someone's interpretation of horror. The Witch, to me, and Shining are not scary movies, but that doesn't mean they don't see as horror movies. They're utterly unique horror movies filtered through the personalities and the directorial intent of two wonderful directors. Kubrick may have been directing a movie based on a book, but he turned that book into a movie which has all of the themes and all things that interest him, while keeping the intent and the message and themes of the book. Brilliant. Panel Matt 54 is not saying anything interesting, it's, and it's not entertaining schlock. Entertaining schlock is fine. Movies don't have to aspire to be art. You can have directorial intent by making directorial schlock. For example, The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez, is schlock. Absolute schlock. But it is definitely a Robert Rodriguez movie. By nature of the acting, writing, Deep acting, directing, and the fact that he does there's little things in this movie like casting Sam Hayek. Sam Hayek and Rob Rodriguez are a great team of actor and director. He gets the best out of her in terms of creating these interesting, fascinating, iconic characters. But that's the thing. People like Rodriguez and Wes Craven, and even Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi his last horror movie, um, Drag Me to Heck, or whatever it's called. That movie is dripping with generic genre conventions. And on surface is not a particularly interesting horror movie. 
But Sam Raimi brings his weird childlike glee and sense of humour to the movie, which elevates it beyond what it would otherwise be. Sam Raimi makes horror movies. When he makes horror movies, he knows intrinsically what interests him and what he can bring to material. These directors don't bring anything, as far as I can see, to material that anyone else could not have brought. There's no lifeless movie. It literally feels like it could be directed by anyone. Number four, writing. Or lap thereof. Um, this movie claims that the story has come up with, by one person and that two people wrote the script. I call complete and utter bullshit on that. You can improvise a lot in a movie and change it in the improvisation process. I'm not saying otherwise. Judd Aptow writes scripts for movies, but with the distinct, distinct mindset of we're going to improvise and add shading to a lot of this. But that's the key. Add shading. He knows what the structure is, where the story starts, where it ends, and how characters progress. Judd Aptow is adding shading to it. And what some people doesn't work for others, that's fine. He's not creating on the set out of thin air. Okay? The only people who do a consistently good job of that, the only person rather is Christopher McQuarrie on Mission Possible movies. But those movies still have a tight plot and a tight structure. He knows to a large extent where the movie's going and what he wants to achieve the action sequences and some character stuff is improvised on set but at the same time he's working with some of the primos actors on planet and in Tom Cruise someone who's played Ethan Hunt for six movies and been acting for over 30 years at this point even Tom Cruise even Tom Cruise knows who Ethan Hunt is, knows who Chris McQuarrie is because they've worked together a lot, and it's bookended by people like Alec Baldwin, Simon Pegg, and Ving Rhames, who all know their characters by this point. And he's also working with someone in Tom Cruise who's good, very good at stunts and very good at the action stuff. So he's not working people who aren't used to that environment. Paranormal Activity 4 takes a whole team of new people and throws them together and says improvise a movie with no structure, no real plot, no progression, no cadrats, no sense of where it's going. And this is the result. I cannot stress enough how much you need a script or at the very least a treatment before you start a movie. And who knows, maybe they had treatment. I don't believe they did, but maybe they did. Maybe Blumhouse and people made this movie and Jason Blum, maybe they all sat down and they mapped this out. It's not without their own possibility they did. But what I would ask is, if they did that, why it doesn't show any signs of that in the movie? This movie was not finished. 
by no stretch was this finished. This movie was abandoned. This movie was thrown out there to the wolves with no real sense that they made a complete movie. Because it's not a complete movie. In any possible regard, it's not a complete movie. This is a mess from a structure standpoint. As I said earlier, the scene with Alex being given sleeping tablets, taking place before the scene where she has a hysteria-based breakdown, is inexcusably poor by any stretch of the imagination. That should have been fixed in editing, but at the same time, that should have been fixed in production, and at the same time, that should have been fixed in pre-production. You make a movie three times. You make it in pre-production. You make it in production. You make it again in editing. You have the script. The script is where the story originates. The movie adapts the script. And the editing adapts the movie and finishes it. But if you skip stage one. You are missing a vital part of the story term process the fact that this movie literally had no character arts you watch this movie and Alex is the same person at the start of the movie as she is at the end I hate go back Blair Witch that didn't have a script Blair Witch had no script but they knew where the story was going they knew what was going to happen the directors knew because Heather Stark Blair Witch is an optimistic, enthusiastic, aspiring movie documentary maker. Her character arc throughout the movie is, I am going to keep making this documentary, despite the fact that it goes on. She starts making it, wanting to make a documentary. By the end of the movie, she's doing it because she needs to document what's happening. The progression, she's an enthusiastic documentary maker, aspiring documentary maker. That's the start. The middle is she's recording it to show people what is happening. The end, she's breaking down and literally the camera is all she has left. Because she's everything is, is gone. She's lost everything. That's all she has left. That is a cat rock. While it's simply not much happens in Blair Witch, the character is not the same at the start, at the end, as they are at the start. Alex does not change in this movie. She's the main character and there's no change. She starts one way, she ends another way. That's it. The other possible choice main character is Wyatt. The adopted son of family. He doesn't change. He has exactly one scene in the movie where you expect progression or change. Doesn't change. Finds out his name's Hunter. Doesn't change. There's no change for him. There's no progression. The movie needed to be rooted in Alex and Wyatt's relationship and her realising that she is losing him to this new creepy family. While her parents were unwares. But that's not in the movie because it wasn't written that way. There was no writing. They improvised... And they couldn't improvise a through line for the movie. 
if this was being scripted properly, they would have chosen either Alex and Wyatt or the parents as main characters, but they can't. Alex and Wyatt are predominantly main characters, but it keeps cutting to parents for a subplot which doesn't go anywhere. Parents have marriage issues, which happens on periphery of scene. And in reality, that's fine. Reality doesn't have cat drafts. Despite however much I try to make it, it doesn't have cat drafts. But this is not reality. This is a movie. And if Blair Witch, a movie which feels real, can have cat drafts, then Paranormal Activity 4 should have cat drafts. But that involves writers writing a script and they have not written a script and if they have written a script then pardon my french they've written a fucking awful script which should be laughed out of existence because there's no cat rats and dialogue isn't interesting and plotting makes no sense you know if it's improvised you can, i can kind of understand all of that i get it you know, not everyone's a great improviser. But they're let down by lack of a script, or if there was a script, a terrible script. You need a script or a treatment or an idea of where your movie's going. Because if you just get in a car and say, we're just going to drive till we find somewhere. You're going to find somewhere. But you're not going to have any fucking idea where you're going or how you're going to get there which is silliest way of doing it it's not a good idea and this is the equivalent of that getting car driving and not knowing where the fuck you're going at midnight you know it's just so silly so yeah the writing or lap thereof is appalling and number five, the franchise. Paranormal Activity 4 was a, re was a pretty goddamn successful franchise in terms of money it made. For Blumhouse, it's probably one of their proudest achievements, and rightly so. I mean, it made a lot of money, and in its staying age, getting to six movies, seven, six movies, as seven of you include Tokyo Night, that's a real achievement. But, here's the kicker. Is anyone going to remember this movie fondly? And by which I mean, do any parts of this movie, of this franchise, of this series, transcend the genre? I would argue no. I would argue that there were two, there's been two major horror series in recent memory. The Saw movies and Paranormal Activity. And I won't put them side by side for a moment. Paranormal Activity is about the misadventures of a demon named Toby. What do we know about Toby? Well, he's invisible. He may or may not be a demon, may or may not be a ghost. He has clothed feet, hoofs for hands and claws. And he may or may not, and he was once married to an 11 year old kid. But is any of that interesting? And I'd argue no, it's not. We're four movies in, and Toby is a nothing character. It's the only link really between these fucking movies. 
There's no iconic moments, there's no iconic characters, there's no iconic stories, there's no iconic movies, there's no iconic lines, there's no iconic shots, there's nothing iconic about movies. Saw, on your hand. The contraptions? Do you want to play a game? There's a line. The cost the little jigsaw puppet and Tobin Bay's performances are all iconic. Jigsaw transcends the horror genre to an extent. Jigsaw would fit right in. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to get at. Child's Play, A Nightmare in the Street, Hellraiser, Friday 13th Halloween, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Chucky, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead. You could stick those six characters in the room together and they'd all spark off each other brilliantly. Because they're all distinct personalities, they all have unique looks, they all have unique natures, their movies are all different and they're all interesting visually. No, they, they're not the same. They're all interesting. Toby is a nothing character, partly because there's no design for him. And I know what they're going to say, where well, he's invisible, so why would there be a design, you fucking idiot? Okay, why posit that he's still invisible four movies in, says, all I need to fucking know about state of your movies and your confidence levels in your design capabilities. Because if there's anything interesting there, you were fucking shown it by fourth movie. But you haven't. Because there's nothing there. He is one of the worst villains in any horror movie. I say that proudly. I say it openly. He's terrible. Terrible villain. Terrible. Because you overcomplicate it way too much with all this bullshit. Where in fourth movie, we still don't know where his plan is. And that's, on one hand, the unknown's scary. On the other hand, Toby is not unknown at this point. It's been four movies. And there's nothing interesting, iconic, or scary about him. He's the equivalent of a villain in a TV. He's the fucking equivalent of Sile of Heroes at this point. Where there's nothing interesting any interest has been ruined you know because it's just more of the same bullshit and that's the reason that Saw could come back after an absence and have people interested in seeing the movie and Paranormal Activity will probably come back at some point but it won't be interesting and it won't feel like oh man shit's getting real because no shit happens there is no shit and shit that does happen is not real so as a franchise, it's uninspiring. It doesn't take chances. Again, talk back to 1980s. Friday 13th and Nightmare on Street and Halloween to, and Hellraiser and Charles Play. They all took chances. They all branched away from what they first were to try something new. Did it always work? No, but they tried. What is Paranormal Activity trying? It's 
Four movies in, it's the same found footage bullshit that you've always done to less results. It just is. That's just it. You could... Red Light Media did an interesting experiment where you watched three Transformers movies back to back and at roughly the same times in each movie, the same sort of stuff happened. And I bet that's the same about Paranormal Activity. I won't test that theory because no one watched these movies again. But I, I think that's true. So I think I'm going to be doing the wrap-up in a second. And I will summarise my thoughts on the movie as whole and my expectations for my umpteenth watch of Paranormal Activity 4.5 next week. So that's essentially my destruction Paranormal Activity 4. Um, the writing, acting, directing, the franchise, everything just poor. Just really poor. Blumhouse predominantly makes two types of movies in my experience. Stuff like Get Out, haven't seen, but stuff like Get Out, which is a minority of movies they make, but I All Accounts is an incredible movie, award-winning, appraised, applauded, celebrated, and I will be watching it soon, but I'm guessing rightly so. And Schlock, stuff like Truth or Dare, which no one expects to win Oscar. Shit, it's, it's garbage, but it's fun. It's, it's trash, but it's entertaining. And it's got one memorable, iconic moment with those stupid CGI smiles. So I think they've steered away from stuff like Paranormal Activity because if you watch something like The Purge, The Purge went in interesting directions. I, I don't think any of Purge movies are that good. But to go from Home Invasion to basically The Punisher to essentially a presidential assassination attempt movie, to a prequel, that's pretty ballsy. You know, that's going against what Purge is and trying changing something different. And okay, it balls down the same sort of thing, but in terms of genre, it feels like each movie is slightly different, and that's good. These don't feel slightly different. This feels like, oh, we, we're doing the same thing to lesser extent than we did. One of my favourite horror I'd say favourite horror movies, one of my favourite franchises in horror is actually, surprisingly, Blair Witch. Although I don't think Blair Witch Project or Blair Witch are that great. I like the fact that Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project, the even first one, is a really grim and gritty, sort of very found footage, very realistic, very much movie people could found footage people could have actually found, you know. And it's creepy and it plays on what you're not seeing rather than what you are seeing. And it feels realistic and painful and tough to watch. And then Blair Witch 2, Book of Shadows, is batshit insane. But it's a fascinating concept of your mind playing tricks on you. Did Have you done what you think you've done? Or is there actually some manipulation going on from an external source? Or are you just crazy? That's terrifying. Because in theory, everything you see is what you believe you see, but is that what you're actually seeing? Or is your mind playing tricks on you? That's a fucking terrifying concept. Not a very good movie, although I love it because it's schlock, but terrifying concept. And then Blair Witch, the se recent sequel, which is a attempt to make 
Blair Witch Project into the VHS style, where it's a bit nastier, a bit grimier. Not as nasty as I would wanted it to be a bit more grimy, because I would love the proper VHS 2 style Blair Witch movie. But it's a pretty good movie, all in all. Um, not great, but decent. So you've got that. And, and it's all three movies feel different. And that's great. They should. You shouldn't make a conventional sequel. You need to change things up. And Paranormal Activity 4 doesn't. It thinks it is by having the lead characters be 14 years, 15 years old and 11. But it's not changing up very much. It's still the same boring shit happening or not happening, as case may be. And uh, the next one probably... It's the one I enjoy the most, I guess you'd say, because I feel like Paranormal Activity 4.5, the marked ones, is trying to do something different. I don't think it entirely succeeds, but we'll be getting on to that next week. But I'd say, on the whole, I think these movies are just shoddy. I'd never say worst horror movies I've ever seen, because I've seen Feeding Frenzy, which was literally 80 minutes of people fucking about in the desert. Well, terrible effects come out and the mon off-screen monster comes after them. Non-off-screen monsters, they're trying not shirts to come forward it. An off-screen monster, because they're making an atrocious horror movie and it's literally pissing about for your friends in the middle of nowhere main shit. But hey, you can't win them all. So I'd like to apologise if anyone's expecting commentary. I'll be working on doing one for Paranormal Activity 4.5 for next Friday and at some point I'll go back in and fill in the Paranormal Activity 4 commentary for completion sake. But for now, here's my instruction job, Paranormal Activity 4. I'll see you next week for 4.5 and remember, life is beautiful.